Hey everybody, this is your Dutch friend Jan and you are listening to episode number 82 of the Langpreneur podcast. Guys, welcome back to the show. So here at the Langpreneur podcast, we help you to build a profitable and scalable online language business, right? But you already knew that. You probably also knew that one way to make your language business more scalable is by offering digital products, selling digital courses. Now, um, for those of you who are selling online courses... You probably also know that one of the things that your users or your buyers are asking for most uh, is actually is actual speaking practice, right? But there's a dilemma there for us because yes, we want to have a scalable business, but yes, we also want to facilitate speaking um, speaking practice. The thing with speaking practice is that often you know, it's not really scalable, right? So today I have on the show Virginia Langhaber. And she runs a YouTube channel called Speaking Brazilian. She only started the channel a few years ago, and it's uh, it's a very successful business nowadays. Uh, she has students from all over the world, and um, she offers online courses, but she also offers um, it's a, it's it's a membership where people can practice their Brazilian portuguese speaking skills as well and she facilitates that in a very smart way so in this interview today you're going to learn how virginia built built her business um, in a very short period of time how she facilitates the speaking practice um, of course you're also going to learn about how she got started why she gets why she got started how she prepared before she went live and um, you know she also has very high quality content available on her youtube channel and i was wondering you know how she manages to produce such high quality content and she actually does have a secret weapon for that so we're going to learn about that in the interview um lots of things guys that we're going to talk about i that we're going to talk about today. I really enjoyed this interview. Um, you're going to learn lots of new stuff. I also learned new stuff. So, you know, there's going to be a very motivational, inspirational and insightful episode. Let's get started. After the intro, of course. This is the Langpreneur podcast where each week we interview experts in the language learning industry who will show you how to turn your passion for languages into a profitable online business so that you can create an independent career doing something you love. I'm your host, Jan van der Aan. Hi Virginia, welcome to the Langpreneur podcast. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is you do. Hello, Jan. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Uh, my name is Virginia Langhammer. I'm originally from Brazil, and I've lived in New York for about 10 years now. Uh, about uh, three years ago, I started, I created this online school called Speaking Brazilian Language School. And in this school, I teach Portuguese as a second language, uh, Brazilian Portuguese, very specific Brazilian Portuguese as a second language. And today I have students from all over the world. So this is very exciting. Yeah. So you only started three years ago. 
Yes, I actually started thinking about this project earlier, uh, but I created, I opened, I started my YouTube channel, uh, which is my most important tool, uh, three years ago, exactly February 2018. It was when I started uh, my mm -hmm. YouTube channel. But of course, to start the channel, I had uh, at least six months of preparation before yeah. that. Ah, so you were really well prepared. Well, let's first talk about why you started why you started the channel? Of course. Uh, so uh, I'll talk a little bit first because why I decided to open any school because my goal was not to open to have a YouTube channel. Uh, my goal since the beginning was to have an online school to teach Portuguese as a second language. Uh, I've been always passionate about languages. I've been studying languages my entire life. I think I got this from my mother because she also likes languages. So I started learning um, English when I was about eight years old. Uh, and I also speak French and is Spanish. Uh, so when I moved to the U.S. in 2013, uh, I had to change careers. In Brazil, I was working with uh, uh, book publishing and other things. And when I moved to the U.S., I was not sure what to do. So I started teaching Portuguese. It was just as a hobby, just as something uh, that I was doing uh, while I was thinking about my new career. Yeah. And then I just fell in love with the job because it was so exciting to teach my language to someone uh, and to see the student learning how to speak Portuguese. I've, it felt so good. So I had that. I did that for a while in New York City uh, schools uh, in person right at that time. Yeah. So I, I, work, I worked for two schools for a couple of years. And, but at the same time, I was always studying and improving my, the languages that I spoke. And uh, I was doing that online because I found a lot of amazing teachers online. And that makes me start, uh, I started thinking about that. Oh, there's, I have not seen anything um, in Portuguese, I have not seen any teacher teaching Portuguese online, and I started put, putting ideas together, and so I started thinking about creating this online school. Yeah. Uh, a couple of teachers that really inspired me in the beginning uh, were Yohan Tecfac from France Authentique, because I love French, I speak French, and I, I love listening to his podcast and watching his videos, and so he inspired me a lot. I was his student for a while in his academy. And also another teacher that I really love uh, is Rachel from Rachel's English. She's amazing. And when I moved to the U.S., I had a really hard time speaking, you know, for uh, English fluently. It was really hard to pronounce things correctly. So she helped me a lot. And everything was based online. And so I started thinking, oh, that would be amazing to maybe create something similar in Portuguese to teach Portuguese. Yeah. So I connected everything. And one day I just started thinking more seriously about it. Yeah. And then my school was created was born so what was the um what was the plan three and a half years ago i mean you saw that there was potential for portuguese because i think there's some other youtube channel for portuguese brazilian portuguese but then not yes. you, you saw that there was place for 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 another channel right place for improvement what, yes. what, what was the plan what was your vision at the time 
Of course. So um, when I started, there were there are many uh, YouTube um, channels uh, that of teachers who teach Portuguese, uh, and uh, and today you can find a lot of uh, teachers everywhere. I think, especially after the pandemic, everyone is going online and it, they are starting new YouTube channels and online schools. But when I started, I only found like a couple of teachers who were teaching Portuguese, and they. They were approaching more uh, Spanish speakers. They were teaching Portuguese, more focused on teaching Spanish speakers, uh, Portuguese. So uh, I decided to have a different approach. So I teach, I focus on English speakers. I have students from many backgrounds. I have, I have also a lot of students who are Spanish speakers, but I focus on English speakers. And uh, so what, what inspired me to create the channel was Uh, well, these teachers that I told you about, I, I, I watched how they were doing things, so I, I decided to imitate them, to imitate things that I thought were interesting, things that would be useful. And I wanted to, one of the most basic things of uh, online business is to create one, uh, to choose one, one platform where you you share good content yeah. regularly, right? So yeah. I thought a lot about this and I decided, okay, let's, I'm, I'm going to go with YouTube because I'm very lucky I have someone to help me, which is my husband. He's a cinematographer. So, so he offered, okay, if you, if you decide to create this channel, I'm going to help you to prepare the videos. So that was very helpful for me. I, I think it would have been much more difficult to do that by myself. Yeah. So it was very good to have his support in the beginning. So that's why I decided to go with YouTube. And that is the main platform that I use since the beginning to reach people, right? So to offer content and people find me on YouTube. And after that first content, they decide to join one of my courses. Yeah. Growing an audience from zero is very difficult and usually, especially a YouTube growth, very slow at the beginning, right? So what yes. kept you motivated? So slow. It is very slow in the beginning. Uh, but I think... Uh, I, I, I already know that, I knew that. So I was expecting to be slow. I was prepared for that. Uh, I, I was very prepared before I started. So I prepared for at least six months before I started the YouTube channel. Uh, so when I when I started the channel uh, three years ago, I already also have a free course to offer to uh, my audience. So I was very prepared to build from that, from there. And I was not expecting to be fast. So I think that is something that that we should always have in mind when you are starting a business. You have to, to have your expectations <laughs> on the right place. Uh, so if you are opening any YouTube channel, you have to expect to be slow at the beginning. Uh, but if you are consistent, you will grow. It is the natural path. So I started and then I started offering this free course and people are starting to sign up for this free course and they started to give me good feedback. So even though if it was very little in the beginning, I was I felt motivated by those very few people that were following me and they were happy with my content so that kept me very motivated yeah. and while my YouTube channel was starting to grow at the beginning I was at the same time preparing my course my first paid course so I was very really busy with that as well yeah. uh, and and really dreaming about the future dreaming about launching my first course yeah. which I launched about six months later Uh, after I launched my YouTube channel, I launched my first course about six months later in yeah. September. 
When you were you still working a full time or a part time job when you started the, the channel? Uh, no, I was working uh, before. Uh, as I told you, I was working on schools, uh, language schools in New York City. It was always part time because usually when you work for language schools, it is part time, yeah. at least in New York City. Uh, but when I decided to work on this project, I quit uh, my job. I was working almost full time. I was working a lot in from one for one school. I decided to quit. Uh, of course, I talked to the director because I was going to open a business that were uh, that was a little bit similar to what they did. Uh, so I, I quit about six months before I opened my channel. And then I focused a, all my energy on, cool. on working on this. But I, I'm very lucky because I had the support of my husband. So I could quit the job. You know, not everyone can do that. Yeah. So if you need your job, then you have to, to really work on the YouTube channel as a secondary yeah. thing. But I, I was really lucky I could really focus on this project, which was, was my school full time uh, for six months before I opened the YouTube channel. And then I, I've been working full time on this um, since the beginning. Yeah. What well, was it clear yeah. for you, like from the beginning that you wanted to eventually turn this into a business? It was, it was. I had everything planned. Uh, I, I love planning, so I had everything planned. I, I, my, uh, my goal was, since the beginning, was to have a, an intermediate course, a membership course, uh, just like Yohan has and just like Rachel has, uh, the teachers that inspired me. Uh, but I knew that Portuguese is not as... Um, popular as French or English. Portuguese is, uh, is less known, less people study Portuguese. So I did not uh, I did not want to start directly with an intermediate level course. So I went to, to be the beginning and I started with a beginner's course. So I planned everything. So I decided to start with a beginner's course. So I created a very, very complete course for beginners. And then I created a second course to like pre-intermediate level and then I created the intermediate level course so now I have the three courses yeah. and I finally started this uh, membership which was my goal to have a membership course for intermediate level students so they could stay with me for as long as they wanted to improve their Portuguese yeah and what happens in the um, no first another question you said that before mm -hmm. you started the channel you spent about six months preparing mm -hmm. What, yes. what exactly were you doing during those six months? Oh, I did many things. I, I studied a lot. I took courses. I, uh, I did a lot of research. So I was uh, attending. Uh, I was a student uh, of other teachers, Rachel Yo, and I, I was not a, a student of uh, course Portuguese courses, of course, but I was in, getting inspired a lot yeah. by these uh, teachers. And I also had to... Uh, study all the business part of an online business. Yeah. Uh, so I, at the time, uh, as I was not working, I did not want to spend money uh, on these courses and they are usually really expensive. So I really learned everything uh, from free material and I, I watched as, much, as many videos as I could and I listened to as many podcasts as I could and I learned a lot from these people who share this amazing content for free. Yeah. Uh, I took one course that was paid that was from a Brazilian that is a, a launch course similar to the, uh, I don't remember the name of the, the person who offers this in, uh, in the U.S., but it's like a ba basic con uh, how to launch courses in... Uh, uh, in Jeff Walker. 
Yes, this one. Yeah. So there is one version of Jeff Parker in Brazil. It was actually learned. He also actually learned from Jeff. So I took one course from this Brazilian guy. His name is Rocha Erico. It was really useful, but I really, really learned most of the things that I learned. I learned from observing. So I'm very good at that. I observed. So I signed up for these courses and I, I paid attention of, uh, to all the details, how they organized the course, uh, the copy they used. Uh, in um, on those uh, on their emails and everything I, I, I study everything that these teachers offered and I tried to of course I adapted to my school and but I learned a lot from them without actually having a course I learned just from observation yeah so yeah. what were some of the most important things that you learned during those six months that you think beginners need to know uh, I think one of the most important thing is to offer good quality content for free, just as you are doing now, sharing this podcast with people, because uh, people will get to know you if you share good content. So I think this is one of the most important things that I learned. And I know it is hard in the beginning because you were afraid. You were like, oh, if I share this content for free, people will not buy from me. Uh, so I had this feeling in the beginning, but I learned a lot. I observed a lot from these people sharing all this amazing content for free. And I realized that the more I shared with my audience, the more they wanted to, to more and, and they wanted to to learn from me and to buy my courses so this is one very important lesson that i learned yeah so what's the difference between the content that you publish on youtube and the content that's in your courses because i know that many people are afraid of giving away too much for free right how do you go about yes that? yes of course so it is very different and i i do give my best in my youtube channel i teach everything. Uh, if I'm going to teach one topic, I just teach everything I, I can teach in a short period of time. Uh, but in the courses, you have structure. So to, I, I always say my students, uh, tell my students that they can learn a lot from my free content. They have my YouTube videos, they have a podcast. I, I publish the audio from my YouTube on my podcast. They have a blog, they have my Facebook group. I, they have so, access to so many free stuff. And I also teach one free class a week on my YouTube live. So it is so much they could really, really learn Portuguese using just my uh, free content. And I'm very open about that. However, to learn by yourself, you need to be so disciplined. You need to be really, really the perfect student you have to you need to have a perfect uh, study routine otherwise you just get lost uh, so in my courses i offer structure i'll tell you what you need to study each day each week and in addition to the content the content also is more elaborate to have access to textbooks that i prepared myself everything is originally prepared by me uh, and you have access also to a community which is a closed community community only for the students Students. You can ask questions, you can interact with the other students. And one thing that I'm also offering my courses is the choice to have live classes via Zoom with a teacher, Brazilian teacher. Uh, I know this is complicated for a lot of uh, online course creators because that requires a lot of your time. Yeah. Uh, so I work with a team of teachers because obviously I cannot <laughs> 
teach a lot of live classes. That is not possible. Uh, but I really wanted to offer this option to my students. So I do offer this option. They can all, all the courses. They can choose the option to have just the recorded course or to have classes, live yeah. classes via Zoom. Yeah. And then they have classes with these teachers. And uh, so this is uh, so my paid courses. They offer so much yeah. more value than my free content. Yeah. How do you facilitate the um the, the, the lessons with the tutor over Zoom. Do you have like a scheduling tool for that or using software for that? How does that work? Yeah, I, I have. I use a lot of platforms. They're all connected. Uh, so the the schedule it is fixed from the beginning. So if a student is he chooses one class, he has to stay in that class uh, during the entire course because it would be very hard to organize a program yeah. where the students could just like jump from one class to another. So I just organize the first week of classes and then they just continue. So the first lesson they just schedule using a Calendly. So they click when they sign up for the course. They are directed to this page and they can choose the time and then it is booked using Calendly so yeah. I connected everything uh, and then they just continue on the same schedule during the entire course yeah. if they can change if they want but then they have to email and yeah. ask to change but basically they, they just stay in the same schedule so it's not that too difficult to organize because it's just one job at the beginning of the course and then it is organized for the entire course Yeah. so you have a few time slots every day or per week and then after yes, people perfect. sign up, they can just pick a time slot and then yes. they will be attending the lessons every week at the same time. Exactly. That's it. Uh -huh. Yes. That's, that's so I offer a few options that based on the availability of the teachers. Of course, not uh, some students, they cannot find a good option for them. So they can choose to either join the course without the live classes or can just they can just watch replays because I uh, uh, record all the lessons and they receive a replay via email. So this is very easy to do as well. Yeah. So many students, they cannot join the live classes, but they just they can watch the replays, which is also very useful. Yeah. Tell us a bit about how you go about content creation. I mean, how do you come up with ideas? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, after that, we can maybe also talk a little bit about the execution, how you, fill, how you film everything with the help of, uh, of your partner. Of course, of course. So content creation, uh, most of the ideas I get from my students' questions because they ask me so many questions. Uh, so of course, I don't... Um, accept all their suggestions because that would be difficult but when i receive a question more than one time a few times i just okay i'm gonna make a video about this uh and also in the beginning i started with very basic things things that i knew they needed to learn so i i decided what i was going to teach but uh it has been a while that i just get questions from the students and then i prepare videos based on their uh, requests uh and i also something that i really like to do is when i when i travel somewhere when i go somewhere where someplace interesting i like to record videos while i'm traveling to teach different vocabulary you know to talk about the place so they learn vocabulary about different topics so this is something that i also love to do so last year i went to i visit i visited some um 
cool national parks in the US. So I recorded videos about the parks. Uh, it has nothing to do with Portuguese, but I recorded the, the videos in Portuguese. So I'm teaching vocabulary about uh, related to that topic. And also in Brazil, I was in Sao Paulo this January and I recorded a series of videos in Sao Paulo talking about the city, talking about vocabulary related to Brazilian bakeries or uh, the next video that I'm going to publish next week is about uh, the history of Sao Paulo. And they love this kind of content because it is not a lesson that was prepared, it's not grammar, it's just like a fun content and they learn a lot of Portuguese just watching the video. Yeah. And like the regular videos, where do you film them at, at home? You have like a home studio because it looks all very professional. I was wondering... Yeah, yeah, it's my living room. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's my living room. I like to open the windows and show the streets. They're cute. Uh, it's snowing now, so it's, it would be very white. Uh, so yeah, I have a, I created this studio at home, uh, and I'm very lucky. As was, I was telling you earlier, that uh, my husband is a cinematographer, so my videos look nice. It's not because of me. It's because of him. He has. We have all these amazing lights and sound. So I'm very lucky to have his help yeah do you prepare your scripts i mean do you have a script or you're just using bullet points or well i do prepare because i'm not very good at improvising <laughs> when i'm teaching a live class it's super easy right because you are with the students you are interacting with the students so i feel very comfortable but but when i have a, just a camera in front of me and i have to talk about a topic it's much harder so i like to prepare the texts uh, I write everything down. I read from a teleprompter. Most of my videos are like that. When I'm um, seated on a table in front of the camera, I'm just reading from a teleprompter. I didn't did, did, didn't do that in the beginning. It was super hard because I'm a perfectionist. I wanted to remember everything that I wrote. And then I had to cut and record again many times. Yeah. Uh, so the teleprompter saved my life. I love yeah. teleprompters. Uh, but of course, when I'm uh, recording on the streets, then I, I just improvise. I don't I don't read from a teleprompter. I only do that when I'm at home in my studio. Yeah, I guess the teleprompter is something that could work well for you because you speak very slowly and clearly, right? So you yes. don't have to read very fast. You can just... Uh, no, 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 no. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I speak too slowly. Some students, they, uh, I think it's funny. Some students say, oh, you're speaking too fast. And they say, no, <laughs> I'm speaking very slowly, very slower pace, uh, much slower than most Brazilians. But that's on purpose, of course. I want uh, my students to be able to really understand everything that I'm saying. Yeah. So how have you experienced growth so far? Obviously, it was very slow at the beginning. How do you, how do you see how do you experience that growth is different now than mm -hmm. from what it was in the beginning? Of course. Uh, my, the growth of my school is directly related to the growth of my uh, audience on YouTube because YouTube is where people find me. Uh, I also use other tools like Facebook and Instagram and I also um, pay ads, uh, Google ads. but people really find me on YouTube. I always ask them, where, oh, where did you find me? And they, they always find me on YouTube. Most, at least 50% of my students found me on YouTube. That's why I also like to really give this energy and uh, to YouTube, to my YouTube channel. In the beginning, of course, it was really slow. It took me about a year more than a year to get to 1,000 followers. Oh, really? It was so slow, but I was super happy because I already had um, 
so in the beginning, I don't remember how many followers I had on YouTube, but I remember how many uh, people I had on my email list. So in six months, I had 250 people on my email list. And it's very small, it's a very, very small list, but I was super happy and I launched my first course uh, in August 2018. And I had like 12 students and I was super happy because that showed me that it was working. Yeah, exactly. uh, and they, they were super happy with the course. Uh, and I did everything myself. I didn't have any team back then. It's just me and Rob's, Rob helped me with the yeah. videos, of course. But I did everything myself. Uh, sorry about the noise. I live in Brooklyn, so there is noise. No, that's okay. It makes it, <laughs> makes it real. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I was very happy about that. So even though it was growing very slow, it was, I was expecting to be slow. It was realistic. Uh, and I already had my students. And I knew that if I continued doing the same thing, exactly. that I would continue to grow. So I was really happy with the results. And then about a year later, uh, about uh, in August... Uh, 2019 I reached like 1,000 subscribers and I was super happy but then from that moment on it was a little bit faster because I published one video that people really liked and then it went viral and that made my channel grow really fast so in about one month I grew from 1,000 to 10,000 oh really then one month yeah in one month so it took me a year to get to 1,000 and then one month to 10,000 and then I have like 77,000 now. Uh, so now it is like growing about two to 3,000 a month, yeah. which is good for me, for my standards. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yes, yeah, so, so it was one video that made all the difference. So one thing that when you are creating content for YouTube, you have also to think about that or what kind of content can make people really excited and then can and, and can reach not only your sometimes not only your audience but also other people and that will make your channel grow yeah so this video was interesting because it grow not because of my audience because of people who want to learn portuguese yeah. it grew it grew because of brazilians and and, and portuguese um, people from portugal because they enjoyed the video and the video went viral because of these people what was but the it title? was worth it it was, it's Brazilian Portuguese versus uh, European oh, Portuguese. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People love this topic. It was funny because I was talking with a friend. Yeah, like, I've, watched, no, no. I've watched that video, I remember, yeah. Yeah, so it, this video made the difference for my channel. And then after that, I had all the, also a couple of other, other videos that went really, really well. But this one is the only one that, that has um, like millions of views. The other videos that I oh, have, really? they have like... Uh, usually it's like 10,000 is the normal number of views that I have in my videos. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's the thing with YouTube, right? It's, it's very slow, especially at the mm -hmm. beginning. But then once yeah. it starts taking off, it can yeah. go really fast. But you never know when it's going to take off, right? In the no. first month, so in the first year, the second year. So what's, what's the advice is you just keep going and keep yeah, creating. Yeah, just yeah you just keep going you have to keep going you have to create you have to be consistent you have to so i i've published one new video every week for three years so one video every week yeah. and in addition to that sometimes i have a live classes on youtube uh, about uh, two months ago i started to host weekly q a's on youtube also live yeah. Uh, so I have I publish one new video uh, one new video every Tuesday and every Thursday I have the live Q and A. It is super fun. I interact with them in the comments. Um, 
So, and I've been consistent. I think this is the most important thing on YouTube. You have to be consistent. Yeah. What about those um, those live Q and A's? How help, helpful do you think they are? And would you recommend other YouTubers to do to do that as well? Uh, it is early to tell if they are helping my YouTube channel to grow. I can. I, I'm not sure about that yet. It hasn't changed the growth of my channel. Uh, but I really like it because I like to make myself available for the students. I want them to feel that they can uh, have access to me. They can ask me questions and it is fun. I like it. I have fun. Uh, so I think it is something that is worth trying to go live on YouTube to see how your audience reacts to it. And uh, it, but it is still early to tell if this will be good for my channel or not. I'm not sure yet. Yeah. I need more time. All right. So let's talk a bit about how the business works then. So you have how many courses that you have, you said? Uh, now I have three paid courses. Three, three paid courses. courses. So mm -hmm. like a beginner yeah. course, intermediate and, and the membership, right? Yes, exactly. So how does it work exactly? Somebody goes to your YouTube channel, they watch your video. And yes. then yeah so usually they they start having contact with contact with me on youtube and then usually they sign up for my free course which is always open it is a free course in pronunciation and this is a very good course it is a course that i would charge for i made this on purpose i wanted to offer a very good course for free it is organized on a platform i use teachable as my platform for courses and uh we, the students have a video, a PDF, and exercises, and everyone loves this course. So this is the first uh, course that they have, they take with me. There is no live classes because that would be too demanding, but it is everything recorded, but they love it. Uh, and then they enter into my list. So yeah. they start receiving emails. I only send one email a week with a new lesson. I don't like to send a lot of marketing emails. So I just send one email a week with the new lesson uh, to keep, to maintain contact with them. And then every, every three months I open the enrollment for mm. my classes because uh, since I offer these live classes, it would be very difficult for me to offer courses every time, every month. It would be too difficult. Yeah. So I prefer to close enrollment and I only open enrollment every three or four months. I change the strategies a little bit every year. Uh, so every three months uh, and then they receive emails from me and I also usually organize some kind of live event to promote my courses and it's usually some kind of uh, mini course so they still get a lot of value uh, even if they don't buy my course they still get a lot of value from my free content my free courses. Yeah. And even if they don't buy, you know, then hopefully you you build enough goodwill so that maybe next time when they're ready, they will, yes, they will of buy your course. Yes, I, I've seen that a lot. Many students that have been following me for a while just using my free content. And then one day they decided, okay, now I'm going to join the course. So it is worth it. I, I don't I don't mind that people use just my free content because they, they are making good comments. They're making my YouTube channel grow. And... Uh, and I know that many of them one day will, will buy my courses. And if they don't buy, they still are talking good things about my courses. So they are encouraging other people to buy. Yeah. Well, so far, you've been very successful with, with your channel and the business because, I mean, it's a niche language, right? Brazilian Portuguese. I yes. think it's, it's one of the bigger. Is it the biggest channel or not? 
uh, about Brazilian Portuguese is not the biggest channel. I know two other teachers that have bigger channels than me, yeah. but they speak only, por they focus on Spanish speakers, so they I speak see. only Portuguese in the channel and they don't have any subtitles or anything. So I think their channel is a little bit more difficult for beginners to, the beginners would just not understand anything what is going on. Yeah. So they only, they are good for intermediate level students or for Spanish speakers because the Spanish speakers can understand Portuguese yeah. from the beginning, it's too similar. Uh, but I think my channel is the largest one for English speakers because even though my YouTube videos, they are 100% in Portuguese, I, I add two subtitles, they can read the subtitles in Portuguese and in English so uh, a lot of people who are starting they they like my, my my videos because they can read the subtitles so they feel comfortable even if I'm just I'm speaking Portuguese yeah so you managed to build that in in just three years um, tell us a bit about the the struggles that you've had like what were some of the challenges that you faced of course uh, so many challenges I think that one of the biggest challenges is to create content hmm. every week this is, yeah, this is a challenge. Uh, uh, when I am very organized, I can batch content, right, and prepare a lot of videos in advance. So I have this problem with my YouTube channel and the membership course, right? So I have to create content all the time. So one good thing that I, one thing that I like to do is to organize in advance and batch content and prepare a lot of content in advance. Uh, but I not always can do that. So sometimes I'm really stressed. I'm working until late at night preparing content because I want I have uh, I have to publish this content the next day so that happened many times with me that I went to bed four in the morning because I was preparing material that I wanted to publish the next day uh, but yeah this is just a work and I it's, uh, you have to be you have to plan if you if you're offering something that is every week you have to be very organized and the best thing to do is to plan in advance and to batch and to prepare content for a month in one day and then always have at least a couple of weeks prepared so you don't have to you don't get in despair like last minute so what does your ideal schedule look like to do to block out like one day per month to record four videos for the youtube channel and all the lessons for the membership or yeah i usually do these things separated uh but yeah for the youtube channel uh i i work i have a couple of other people who help me to prepare content i just i i, I always review everything but i have some people who help me so i first prepare the text and then i review everything and and then i schedule a day with my cinematographer <laughs> to record the videos so usually i record uh five to six videos in one day so i just sit down and i record five to six videos and then i just decide when i'm going to publish these videos uh when i record videos outside then it's more spontaneous so we're doing something and then we decide to record a video outside yeah. but i usually try to do that and then i have for four to six weeks uh, of content uh, and uh, for the the course, the membership course that is called Speaking Brazilian Academy, I usually work with a teacher. One of the teachers is also my assistant. He helps me also take care of the students. She helps me to correct homework and, in the, in, and take care of them in the private community. And she also helps me to prepare content. So that helps me a lot. Mm -hmm. So she prepares the content. I just revise it and then I record the video and publish the content. Um, 
I haven't delegated everything yet. Something that I'm working on is to learn how to delegate. So uh, I'm still learning how to do that, but I'm getting better. When I started, I could not imagine working with the team. And today I'm working with the team. So I'm, I'm getting better at delegating. So what does the team look like? Then? Like you have an assistant and then the teachers that you work with. Um, yes. A video editor? A video not? editor, yes, yes. Uh, sometimes I edit myself. Uh, I, I learned how to edit because I thought it was important, but uh, I also have one person who helps me editing videos, especially editing all the subtitles. That's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> so I add manually because there are two. Yeah. I don't like the uh, automa automation that created. Uh, usually doesn't work that well. So I, I add everything manually. So I have uh, an editor. I have uh, eight people in my team, including myself. So it's me, really. uh, Rob, my husband, who works on, with the videos. I have a list here, so I don't forget. The editor, <laughs> uh, four teachers, and there's one more person who also help, helps me to create content. She's a, she's a teacher, but she's, she doesn't work as a teacher in my school. She just helps me to create content for YouTube and the membership course. Uh -huh. What do people yeah. get who are in the membership? On the membership, oh, this course is so fun so every uh week they have access to one new lesson it's not a lot of things just usually one video and one uh, pdf with this transcription of the video and sometimes some uh, vocabulary list with explanation examples and then so they can study this material by themselves and then they have the the live class via zoom and it's basically conversation practice so we bring a lot of questions in class so it's a it's a controlled conversation practice because if you leave open uh, only like two students speak and the other is just like yeah, they're just yeah. quite watching so i like to control the conversation i have every student has the opportunity to speak uh, so it's super fun each day is a different topic uh, so for instance this month we are studying uh, I recorded these videos about Sao Paulo, so I'm also using these videos for the membership course. Mm, yeah. uh, but they have access to extra material, and the in the live classes we talk about uh, Sao Paulo, what, how they enjoy the video, what other things they want to add. It's usually super fun because the class is 100% in Portuguese for intermediate level students. So they have. I created this membership with this in mind to. to the idea to offer a place where you could practice because this is the one of the biggest struggles, right? When you reach an intermediate level, oh, okay, I already study all the grammar, yes. you know, I took a course, but now what? How can I practice? How do, how, how can, what can I do to not lose the, the what I learned yeah. and to practice regularly? So that's, that's what I had in mind when I created the academy is to offer a place to practice. So uh, in the beginning, I prepared some grammar lessons, but now I kind of, I don't like to focusing on grammar. I just, it's just more topics about different uh, things. And then we just practice conversation in class. It's yeah. super fun. So they do get a weekly lessons. And then on top of that, there was also this weekly hangout with, with you or who hosts uh, the hangout? With, with the other teachers. Yeah, oh, okay. I actually teach two, two lessons a week because I, I like it <laughs> so but these students they are in my in my classes they are with me for a long time I have students that are taking classes with me for over two years uh, so and they are still with me you mean one on one first, one -on -one first course for one-on-one -on -one lessons uh, no for the uh, group classes oh, okay, the okay. Um, yeah the the academy classes the membership course 
Uh, I'm not teaching one-on-one now. Uh, I do offer one-on-one in my school, but I always um, direct them to, to one of the teachers. They can yeah. choose, actually, the teacher they want to have classes with. Yeah. Um, everything's automated on the website, so it's yeah. not too complicated to organize. So I only teach two classes a week. They are group classes in the academy, the, the, which is my favorite course, which is super fun. Cool. How many students you think can can fit or can... Uh, how, like how big should the group be on on Zoom? Because if it's like a hundred mm-hmm. students, you, nobody has a chance to speak, right? Or yeah, yeah, not too big. So uh, this is the hardest part, actually, of my school is to organize these groups because I want them to be small yeah. because I want the students to be able to speak. Yeah. So the classes are about ten students long. They are very, they are very small. Of course, um, a lot of students they just miss classes. So sometimes they go to class. There is like five, six students, but actually there are many other students, but they just don't show up. Yeah. Uh, which is good for the other students, so they have more space, <laughs> more yeah. time to speak. Uh, so usually. Uh, when they sign up, I place about uh, 10 to 12 students in each group, and I know that some of them are not going to show up, so I already, I'm already expecting that. Yeah. Uh, so this is the, harder part, the hardest part when I'm organizing the class, is the, or, to organize the groups. But I, I've been using Calendly, and I can, um, I can set the ma- yeah. maximum amount of sh- uh, participants, and th- so they do that work for me, so that is very good. So yeah. that, that has been working well, yes. Cool. Well, well, lots of things uh, that we've learned so far. Yeah. Let's see. So, how you got started, growing the YouTube channel, the courses, the membership. How much are you charging for the membership, if I may ask? Uh, the membership costs forty-five a month yeah. uh, with the live classes. If you want to join, just to have access to the modules. I have a lot of content available. So when you sign up, you already have access to like twenty-five months of worth yeah. of content. It is just thirty. It's thirty-five, so it's a, a little bit less expensive. Yeah. Without the, then we don't have access to the Zoom classes. Yeah. So, what's the future of? Speaking Brazilian, like what are some of the ambitions that you that you have? Oh, you know, I really like how things are going. So I think I'll just continue to do what I'm doing because it is going well. I think it is going to grow, uh, continue to grow steadily. And uh, of course, I listen to my students and I want to create more courses for them. So I'm thinking about creating workshops just to offer more because some of, some of the students in the academy, they... Uh, they are intermediate level, but they struggle with something specific. So I'm thinking about creating other short courses to uh, to also cover this need that they have. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I just want to continue doing things as they are and maybe fixing little details that need to be that could be better. And I'll probably need to to grow my team if I have more students in the future, because as you can see, I need it is impossible for me to work without a team because of all these live classes. So I really need the teachers and I'm really happy with my teachers. They're very experienced and they are I train them when they join the schools, So they are in tune yeah. with uh, the school's standards and um, and values, uh, but to grow, I would need to have um, a bigger team of teachers. Uh, so that's what I have in mind to just continue growing. I don't want to grow too fast, to tell the truth, because it's just scary. I think what, the way things are going are are good. I'm very happy with the students. They're super happy. I receive a lot of good feedback from from them. So I'm really happy the way things are going. 
what are some of the best things about running your own online business and what are some of the worst things oh it is so good i always wanted to work for myself this i always had that in mind since i was very young uh, so the freedom of having and and that's one of the the main reasons why i decided to have an online business is the freedom to be able to work from anywhere i love traveling is one of also my greatest passions is traveling so just i just went to brazil and i spent a month there and i was working normally and you know having classes and uh with the teachers working they were like uh i, I couldn't teach one class one day and then the teacher taught my class so everything worked perfectly and uh even though i was not at home uh, so this is the the biggest perk, I would say, of having an online business to the freedom that it gives you, that you can work from anywhere else as long as you have internet. Yeah. <laughs> you need internet. Uh, and I think the hardest part is to, you have to be an organized person, otherwise you just, uh, it will be complicated and uh, you have to be okay working by yourself at home. And you have to be careful to not work too much. Uh, that's one of the problems that I have. It is very easy for me to work 12, 14 hours a day. And I know that's not healthy long term. So that's one of the things that I also struggle to, okay, to have a, a good routine, to, you know, work a reasonable amount of hours, not work mm. nonstop all the time. But yeah, the freedom to, uh, you know, you if you if you own your own business, you are always going to work a lot. That's normal. Uh, yeah. But the freedom that you have to work from everywhere, from from anywhere, and to I don't know, you wanna you are tired, you wanna take a week off, you can do that. You know, just take a week off uh, because it is your business, so you can manage to do that. Mm -hmm. Well, then the final question: Do you have any tips or last piece of advice for people who are listening who have? Uh, a small YouTube channel, maybe a small following on Instagram or one of the mm -hmm. other platforms. Any encouraging words? Yes, of course. I think that if you are starting, it is very important to have in mind that it is going to be slow in the beginning. So don't give up. Just continue because it will work. If you are offering something valuable, people will find you and people will connect with you. So be consistent. It is very, very important to publish content every week at least once a week it doesn't matter if you chose youtube or blog or podcast you have to be consistent you have to offer good content don't be afraid of creating of offering very good content people will like you and will connect you if you offer good content they will not be oh i'm not gonna buy because i got this for free so i think that's uh yeah be consistent don't be afraid of sharing your knowledge and don't give up because it is going slow in the beginning <laughs> Thank you, Virginia. Where can people go if they want to learn more about you and about your work? Sure. My website is uh, speakingbrazilian.com and my YouTube channel is Speaking Brazilian Language School. We're going to check it out. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Jan. Have a good day. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode. And if you like this episode, then please give this podcast a positive review in the app wherever whatever app that you're using that's going to help us grow the podcast and do more awesome things for you on the show if you want to listen to other episodes resources and um, you know maybe join one of our future events then go to langpreneur.com uh, we also do help 
some of the biggest names in our industry to scale their six and seven figure businesses. So if you want us to help you out with that, then just uh, go to the website or just send me a DM on Instagram at The Langpreneur. Look forward to hearing from you and see you on the next episode.